Hello everyone. Welcome to the third episode of A Whisper in the Noise. Today's story is a debut novel by Alex Michaelides, The Silent Patient. I'm sure you must have all heard about it. It was receiving overwhelming responses on Amazon, so even I decided to buy a copy. Okay, from my past recordings, I did feel my intros are a bit on the longer side, so this time I'll jump right into the story. Let's start. The media was reaping the juicy TRPs of the mystery behind fashion photographer Gabriel Berenson's death. His wife, Alicia Berenson, had gone absolutely mum after the incident, which added fuel to the fire. At first, the story was just a common tragedy, but when she painted Alcestis within days after Gabriel's death, the perception started to change. Alicia and Gabriel were married for seven years. They were a couple quite in love, or so it seemed, until one day Alicia just shot Gabriel dead. Not one, not two, but five bullets down her dear husband's body. It seemed as if she woke up on that fateful day and something just snapped inside her. It's been six years since the incident. Court declared Alicia as mentally unstable and in need of therapy. She was put into the Grove, a psychiatric institution. The hype had almost died down, but not before branding her as an evil woman, a witch. But irrespective of the allegations, Alicia had been mute. She didn't speak a word about why she did what she did. Her frame of mind was engulfed by her silence. Theo Faber, a psychotherapist, applied for a position in the Grove. When questioned why did he choose this profession, he blatantly said that he wanted to help others. Though, before helping others, he had wanted to help himself. His childhood was tormented by his father's fitful rage, followed by assault. He aimed to escape his life by scoring good grades to study in a university, but even university couldn't help him out. After a failed attempt to end his life, he had started visiting Ruth, a therapist. She was the one who pulled him out of his dystopia and in turn motivated him to choose this career. Theo wanted to do the same for Alicia. He believed he could provide her the support and care he received from Ruth when he had hit rock bottom. His reason, join Grove, had been just that. On his first day at the Grove, he was received by Yuri, the head nurse, along with Stephanie, the newly appointed manager. She handed him a small device, an attack alarm, and instructed him to carry it along at all costs. Just to provide a brief manner update, Yuri was quite welcoming, while Stephanie, not that much. Yuri volunteered to show Theo his office, as, as the rest of the staff was in a community meeting. After knowing so, he decided that the office tour could wait. He went for the meeting. Community meetings were organized twice or thrice a week by clinical director of the Grove, Professor Diomedes. It was his idea that group activities such as these would make the patients feel responsible and involved. Theo looked around the room for Alicia. He didn't realize she was seated right opposite to him because of the stark difference in her appearance. Alicia was heavily sedated and she sat slumped in her chair.
saliva was drooling from one end of her mouth and Theo could hardly make out the shadow of her once beautiful face. He became even more determined to bring her back from her mind prison. Now, before I proceed any further, I hope you remember Alcestis. Right, I spoke about it in the very beginning. Well, Alcestis was the name given by Alicia to the painting she drew right after Gabriel's death. Yes, correct. Alcestis is a painting. To provide a brief description of it, it was a self-portrait which showed Alicia standing in a studio before an easel and a canvas holding a paintbrush. She was naked and from the paintbrush dripped red paint. Her head was turned over her shoulder and she stared right out at the viewer. Though her paintbrush had paint in it, the canvas in front of her was blank. I hope you could actually create a brief idea about this Alcestis painting, right? Uh, so just to be clear, apart from the fact that Alcestis is actually a name given to a painting by Alicia, it has a reference in Greek mythology as well. So Alcestis was actually a Greek princess known for a profound love for her husband. She stepped forth to die in his place, uh, King Admetus, even when his elderly parents refused. Quite ironically, she stopped speaking after being brought back from death by Hercules. I'm actually a mythology lover and I literally gobbled up the Wikipedia page about her when she was first mentioned in the book. Um, I, am, I think I'm getting a little derailed. Let's come back on track. So Theo, almost as a challenge, takes up Alicia as his patient. Diomedes had already told him that she was a lost cause. He himself had tried to sit with her through therapy, but she just wouldn't interact. Though knowing his chances, Theo was hell-bent and hence the sessions began. The first day, Alicia just sat in the therapy room, completely oblivious to Theo's presence. Later, from Diomedes' notes, he learned that she had tried to commit suicide twice and had to be restrained. In this whole six years, she had hardly made any connections or interactions to anyone around here. Theo checked with Yuri about Alicia because they seemed close. Yuri, in turn, told him about his own marriage that failed and how he had not realized it until he fell in love with another woman. According to him, Alicia was also in a state of denial, not ready to realize the truth. Theo, on the other hand, was happily married and was head over heels for his wife, Catherine, a theatre performer. They had met at a bar and sparks flew. They were with different partners then, but it was love at first sight for both of them. After a few months of dating, they got married. Theo considered her to be his binding force for remaining sane. Amidst gathering info, Theo continued his sessions with Alicia. He even got her dose of Respiridon reduced to half so that she would not be so zoned out all the time. Once a session, Alicia attacked Theo and he had suffered minor injuries. Though Stephanie was completely against continuing his therapy with her, he was encouraged. This was the first time in a long time that Alicia had shown any kind of interaction or any kind of behavior, so to say. Theo was tired when he returned home. Catherine was not back from her rehearsal. For a couple of days now, she was working hard. She would return home late, 
tired, exhausted and directly go to bed. Theo decided he would wait for her. While looking for the TV remote, he accidentally stumbled upon her laptop. It was logged into her email and though he didn't mean to pry, he just stood there reading the mail conversations. Apparently, Catherine was cheating on him and the chat was quite intimate. Theo felt his world was collapsing all over again. Theo could get Alicia's anger out again in one of his sessions. Not that she hit him this time, she just stormed out of the room. He had been randomly talking to her when he broached the subject of Gabriel's death. Theo mentioned that there have been times when he hates Catherine, though he loves her so much. Was that the same for her? Did she hate Gabriel that she killed him? She swung her head in a no. Theo kept pestering her that maybe she did and Alicia simply walked off. After having a discussion with Alicia's art therapy moderator, Ruana, Theo convinced her to allow Alicia to paint on her own terms. Painting was the only way she expressed her inner thoughts. He provided her with a painting space, easel, canvas, brushes and oil paint. In return, he was rewarded with a small smile. Theo was making visible progress. And then, one day, Barbie Hellman visited Grove. Barbie, as Theo recognized from the TV and the newspapers, was Alicia's neighbor. She had come to Grove to meet her, but Stephanie, after the last incident, had restricted visitors for Alicia. Theo decided to talk to Barbie about the case. While leaving the hospital premises, Barbie invited Theo to her house. Barbie was already living in Hampstead when Gabriel and Alicia had moved next door. She claimed in front of Theo that Alicia was not strong enough to kill someone. It was impossible. She said there was another person, a man. Theo learned from Barbie, Alicia felt that she was being watched over. She sometimes even could see a man standing looking towards her window. Barbie had instructed her to tell Gabriel, to which Alicia had denied, saying he wouldn't believe her. Barbie had even advised her to tell the police, but she had disagreed on that as well. A few days later, Alicia had told her to forget about the whole incident, saying she was just imagining it. Theo decided he needed to confirm this information from Alicia in some way or the other. Meanwhile, Catherine had no idea Theo knew about her infidelity. One day, when Theo returned home, he found her getting ready. On asking, she said she was going for a walk to practice her lines. After Catherine left, Theo followed her. He saw her meet a man and they left together holding hands. He felt deep hatred for the person who took away his only ray of hope. It reminded him of his abusive father who stole his childhood from him. Theo followed the man. He boarded a bus. Theo did too. He got down and walked a bit before entering into a house with a rock garden. Theo was almost going to bash his head with a rock before the front door opened. He hid behind a tree, constantly looking at the house when he saw the kitchen light go on and the man put his arms around another woman. 
Theo wondered if she was his wife. He understood he wasn't the only one getting betrayed. Theo tried everything to make Alicia communicate. In one session, he discussed with her about a traumatizing childhood which he had learned from her cousin brother. A small trivia, Alicia's mom, Eva, had just passed away when she was barely 10. Once, she was hiding with her cousin on the house terrace when her father, drunk, had screamed at her, saying why Eva had to die. It should have been Alicia instead. For a 10 years old, that's a huge trauma to come out of. Alicia looked at Theo as if actually listening for the first time. Finally, her lips quivered and a word came out. What? At first, Theo thought he was imagining, but the bleak sound came again. What? Theo finished the sentence for her. What does he want? He wants her to talk. She finally said a word. Okay. For the next couple of days, Theo asked Alicia everything he wanted to know. She told him it was the stranger about whom Theo had already known from Barbie was the actual murderer and he had shot Gabriel six times. Theo could actually understand she was lying because Gabriel was shot five times and one shot was at the ceiling. He just couldn't figure out why. The next day, Theo came to the grove to learn that Alicia Berenson was in a coma. Someone had plunged a syringe of some drug into her veins, overdosing her. Police came and everyone was questioned. They sealed off Alicia's studio, her room, and started looking for evidence. Theo left and went to the house where Catherine's lover lived. He entered the house through the back door. He could hear someone approaching. He quickly put on a pair of gloves and a mask which he had bought with him. He had come prepared. The woman was talking on the phone and saw his reflection in the window. She was paralyzed. This was the first time Theo met Alicia Berenson. He tied her up and waited for Gabriel to return. Once Gabriel came back, he knocked him out as well. Gabriel regained consciousness after some time. Theo pointed a gun at him and simply said he will count till 10 and either Gabriel will live or Alicia. Alicia was just screaming that Theo would surely kill them both. Theo started counting and even before he could finish, Gabriel in a timid voice squealed that he didn't want to die. Alicia was shattered. She fell silent. Theo just pointed the gun at Alicia now and instead of shooting her, shot at the ceiling. He dropped the gun, untied her and left. Alicia was already dead like Alcestis. Her husband had condemned her to death. He was no different than her father. She loved both of them but nobody left her back. She, broken, lifted the gun and pulled the trigger. Finally, I could cover this book. I have been meaning to do so for such a long time. I hope I maintain the suspense till the end. If someone could guess it midway by my narration, Alex, I'm really sorry. 
actually the timelines were entwined so tight together even making a guess was difficult that the parts with Catherine and Theo were running 6 years before i love the greek mythology bit and how apt it was set with the protagonist all in all it's a nice first book so guys this episode comes to an end i want to thank everyone who has been tuning in it really really means a lot all right i created a dedicated instagram page for my podcast so please share your valuable feedback all links are placed in the bio So next week I'll be back with another story of my shelf. And yes, if you really want to know which book I'm going to review next, you can check out my Instagram space. So till then, bye-bye.